Oh. There we go. Back up in here. Okay. This episode, man, is going to be one of the, matter of fact, it's going to be the shortest episode that we've done. Because mm. <laughs> every episode goes past, goes way past an hour. Oh, yeah, man. You know, like, so. Get down to it. All right, yes, yeah, so we're going to get down to it. So first, we're going to introduce ourselves, man. So y'all know me, Dylan CBE, man. It's Instagram and Twitter, Dylan underscore CBE, D-Y-L-A-N underscore CBE. All right, and, and of course, we have one of my co-hosts in here in the building, Adam. What's happening? Thanks for having me again. Glad to be here. All right, all right. And we have, last but not least, my other co-host, Andrew. Yes, sir. What's up, man? All right. And before we start, man, you are listening to Culture Talk here on KRU Radio Live, broadcasting live from UMKC, KRU Studio on k-ru.org, man. So what we're going to do is we're going to hop straight into it, our own personal rap Mount Rushmore. Now, disclaimer, these are our opinions, our own personal rap Mount Rushmore. And before we get in, okay, so how did you all do yours? Because I only have MCs on my list. That's fine. I made, yeah, that's fine. I made whatever. I made a personal, like personal favorite. I made, I made a, like who I think is the the best. And I did for MCs and producers, but we can just do MCs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I did the exact same thing. Oh, okay. I'm ready. Thanks. I'm going to start on the producers. Okay, so I'm, I'm lacking. Okay. All right, so. Okay, so how should we do this? Have one person, we just go around one by one? Yeah, and yeah, I guess okay. to break it down, like Mount Rushmore is just going to be like your four yeah. top, like who you think represents your favorites. A Mount Rushmore hip-hop seems pretty self-explanatory. Okay, okay, so I guess I'll start off on, let me pull up <clears throat> my answers right here because we came prepared. All right. Boom, okay, there you go. It is updated, so... Of course, this is our our personal rap. One more, I'm gonna stress the stress that one more time. Our personal <laughs> rap, Mount Rushmore. Okay, so I'm starting it off. Y'all already know Meek. Meek Mill got the George Washington spot. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I oh we're doing that. spots. I didn't get that in oh, depth. I didn't get oh, that in depth either. No. That's okay though. That's okay though. That's okay. 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 Uh, okay. No, I didn't get that. No, I didn't get that. Uh, that. Oh, well, no. I said left to left to right. Okay. 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 Uh, so the George Washington spot for me goes to Meek Mill because number one, he's the greatest of all time. I'm just saying. <laughs> Reason number one. Why wouldn't he be up there? <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. I got a whole list of reasons. I'm just gonna fly through them real quick. Okay. So one, uh, one, he's the goat. Grace all time in my opinion. Stress that again. All right, and then secondly, uh, his music really grew with him. So if you started off, it don't matter where you started off, you still saw like his music mature with him throughout the years. So if you started when he was still underground in Philadelphia with the cornrows, you saw some growth. If you came in on Dreams and Night, oh no, Dreams and Nightmares. If you came in on Dream Chasers one or two. You saw some growth. If you came in on Dreams and Nightmares, you saw some growth. If you came in on Wins and Losses, his most recent one, you saw some growth. Dreams were more than money. You saw some growth. His music has really grew with him over the years, and no matter where you came in, you really see that. It grew and matured with him. All right, next, I have his lyricism is A1. All right, tracks like Stuck in My Ways, 
where he's just flowing and doing all these double, triple entendres, metaphors, simile, all of that. Boom. Next, he has a track for every situation and every mood. You want to go out and party? You got a track for that. It was like you like you got a track where you just want to chill. You got a track for that. You want a track for the ladies? You got one for that. You feeling like you feeling sad? Got one for that. You got something like he has a one for everything. Next, all right. Uh, I'm I have trendsetter is probably not the best word for this, but uh, was because of but you know his influence. So you know he was back in 2000, 2012, 2013, You know he was rocking. A bunch of chains, you know. Of course, he's not the first person to rock a bunch of chains, but, you know, he was one of the first. Not one of the first. He is, like, one of the people of this modern era walking around with, like, five, eight chains on, two watches, four bracelets, and stuff like that. And really, like, blowing money at the jewelers. 100,000 used to do that every week. Quote. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, the, everybody knows Meek for the Rollies. Uh, what's it called? Let's see. A lot of Rolly talk. Yeah, a lot of Rolly talk. Uh, what's called recently the Richard Millie because after going bad when he said Richard Millie cost a Lambo like mm-hmm. there was other rappers that they said like on Instagram they bought a Richard Millie because Meek said Richard Millie cost a Lambo uh, what's it called and some more stuff about and some more stuff let's see uh, he's in touch with the new generation and up and coming artists so I found out about Mac Miller in 2011 because of Meek uh, what's called Meek put him on the house party remix back in 2011 uh, Meek had Travis Scott on Dream Chasers 3 back at the beginning of 2013. That's how I found out about Travis Scott. Uh, it's because he was working with Nipsey Hussle back in 2012 for his debut album, but that track uh, didn't make it on there. So I found out about Nipsey Hussle back in 2012 and Tory Lanez back in 2012. So he's in touch with like the new generation, up and coming. Uh, what's called and also uh, like Polo G. Polo G said when he was in New York, like meeting with the different labels before he signed, he ran into Meek, and then Meek was giving him advice on like the deals and labels and stuff like that. So uh, that's another thing. And the last and the last reason, which is probably not the last, but what I could think of, was the motivation. So you you see him rise through all these challenges. The pictures on the gram, those are for motivational uses only. That He said the pictures on the gram are for motivational uses only. <laughs> uh, he's going back. He He's always in Philly. He always goes through with, like, the Rolls Royces, Maybachs, jewelry, and all that stuff to show, like, the kids in his neighborhood, like, yes, like, you can, like, yes, you can make it out and, you know, and all this different kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's what I got for Meek Mill. Now, I took up a lot of time. My bad. So, hey, you you just, right. these are favorite. Yeah. You got it. You got it. All right. So, Anything, all right, any comments on this or? Well, you might, we, this, this is our own personal, so yeah, it's like yeah. we can't really I, like argue. What am I going to say? You're wrong? Yeah. Like, keep, oh, that's it. What oh. else you got? Oh, that's it for, uh, what's called Meek? Yeah, who else is on Mount Rushmore? Oh, okay. Oh, oh okay. I thought we was going to like one spot for oh, me. Oh, we're doing one, one at a time? Oh, we can do that. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. We yeah. can, do, okay, we can cool. do it that way then. All right, all right, right. My George Washington spot is Andre 3000. Ooh. Um. He was my first favorite rapper. Uh, I mean, being a part of Outkast, the discography kind of speaks for itself. The longevity, uh, how they evolved with each of their their albums. And of course, like Big Boy is half of Outkast, equal part of that. But Andre, just his style, his his artist, his artistry just connected with me a little bit more. And so he was like my first favorite rapper. 
really got me into analyzing lyrics and things like that. And just every every verse he's on, he 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 outshines and he leaves something special. So that's why he's in my George Washington spot. Okay, I got Andre 3000 on my list too. No way. <clears throat> I've got a basic answer, man. Because <laughs> he was the first dude I came across and at the time uh, his album Recovery had come out and Not Afraid was on that. It was popping off. Eminem, definitely my yeah. George Washington spot. Because I heard him on the radio one day. I'm like, oh, this is insane. Because at the time I listened to like, <clears throat> like punk, rock, alternative, all that weird stuff. I'm still into all of it though to this day. But Eminem was like my first favorite, favorite rapper. And it really made me appreciate like lyricism and rap. Like what got me into rap at first, it wasn't like, I mean, flows like played a part. It wasn't anything to really do with production. It was more like actual like MC skill, like just wordplay, flowing, just basic MC qualities. Um, he was pro, yeah. It was like the first rap album that I ever listened to all the way through was one of his. It was probably Marshall Mathers LP. And that was crazy. But also what I didn't know is like all of the history and everything. Like, you know, you grew up like in the trailer park. Mom was a drug addict. Dad wasn't there. Like typical, like impossible odds beat the odds story. And fun fact, he dropped an album called Infinite. Did you know that? Sold less than 10 copies the first day it came out. Hmm. Yeah. So he's known for breaking all of these records with his sales. But the first album he dropped completely flopped. Sold like less than 10, I want to say less than seven copies. Like it was bad. But then he gave his demo to Dr. Dre, like flew out to California, and popped off. If DJ Academics was here, he would say uh, he would say Infinite went triple styrofoam. Yeah, triple styrofoam. Oh, no. Man, oh, I, no. that's like cardboard, <laughs> dude. I don't know. Oh, it was less than ten copies, though. I do know that. Big L would say it didn't even go wood. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. So next in. Okay, who's Thomas Jefferson is the next. In my Thomas Jefferson spot, all right, a lot of bias is about to come out right now. <clears throat> I have T.I. Mm. Okay, so T.I. is the man responsible for bringing me into the hip-hop and rap culture. Boy, when I heard 24s, it was over. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, boy, 24s, boom, that's, that was the start of it. Uh, so yeah, and he brought us uh, trap music. You know, there's a lot of debate on who, like, who started trap music. But even if he didn't start trap music, he was the one that coined the term and brought trap music to the mainstream. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, also, at the time, he was excuse me, excuse me, and also at the time, he was one of the people that brought Atlanta to the mainstream. Yeah. Now, Definitely. Yeah, one of, I'm not saying he's the person, he's one of the people. Huge part. Yeah, he's a huge part. Uh, what's cause it? Uh, let's see, his music grew with him as well. So, uh, what's cause it? Because if you listen to, you know, he started, of course, he started off with, you know, the I'm Serious, the trap music, all of that. And then, uh, what's cause it? Trap music and all that. And then, especially in 2008 when Paper Trails dropped, and he was talking about like his legal situation family and all that other kind of stuff you know his music really matured with him as well um let's see he also brings knowledge to hip-hop man especially with the vocabulary <laughs> we all know his giant vocabulary we also have uh you know in his work in the community he's went through like back into his neighborhood and stuff 
register people to vote. Uh, what's it called? Like, and just political stuff, letting people aware, you know, all of that stuff. Man, Meek has done, like, the same thing with the uh, with the justice reform and stuff like that. Uh, but let's see what else. Also, yeah, he's kind of like the, like, one of the gangsters that came into the mainstream and be like, yo, like, it's, it's, it's gangster to be a family man. It's cool to be a family man and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, T.I. can spot talent. All right, so under his label, Grand Hustle, he has signed Meek Mill, B.O.B., Young Dro, Dobie, Iggy Azalea, and Travis Scott, just to name a few. Those are big names. Like, yeah, so he can, he can spot some talent. So Definitely. Cool. So that's why T.I., is the number two, the Thomas Jefferson spot for me. That's good stuff. All right, my my Jefferson spot has got to go to Most Def. Um, I know, yeah, it's it's the personal stuff. Most Def, he just talk about like the smoothest man in hip hop, and that's him. His voice, his style. He uh, he's he's from Brooklyn, and I, I've got a soft spot for Bed Stuy, and that's where he's from. So. Uh, I don't know. He's just got that Brooklyn voice, that Brooklyn style, all the soul, and and I mean he can sing and he can also act very well. So it's it's hard to explain, but most Dev just connects with me. Who now goes as Yasin Bey, and you look at you know his work, his duo group Black Star with Talib Kweli, from his solo work. I mean everything is just great lyrics, great flow, great soul. Most Def just connects with me. All right, all right. Andrew, who is your <clears throat> Thomas Jefferson? Man, you already know. Uh, <laughs> Travis Scott. Uh, um, hold up, hold up. No, no, I got to uh, gotta play it. Yep, <laughs> it was like, so. All right, go ahead and say that one more time. Travis Scott. Yeah, straight up. There we go. Got its lit on there? That's what we need. Uh, no, I don't have its oh, lit, okay, but okay. I got it. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's even better. Okay, so Travis Scott... <clears throat> And I don't know, man, I get really into, like, my artist's backgrounds and stuff. Like, he was in a situation where, like, his parents didn't want him to do the whole music thing. And he said, and I'm pretty sure he was in some sort of situation where his parents were pretty well off. But he was like, screw this. I'm going to do, like, what I love and what I want to do. And he started, like, couch surfing. I can't remember exactly where he went at first to pursue his music career. But the fact that he just went, just went for it, man. And, I mean, that's for every artist, too. But I, I'm a big fan of his story, and I'm a big T.I. fan, too. So when T.I. sort of put me on to Travis Scott, I instantly fell in love with it. And the reason why I have Travis Scott on that second spot, too, is when I found Travis Scott, I was getting more into, like, production. And I'm like, why do rappers sound th- the way that they sound? Like, down to cadences, down to, like, the mixing and mastering aspect, auto-tune, plugins. I'm into all of it. I'm like, how do they sound like that? And I think everyone can say... Everyone knows when Travis Scott's on the track. He has a very unique sound, but at the same time, I mean, if you put his songs side by side, they're still sonically different. If you really want to break it down and analyze the songs, I just think he brings this whole thing of uniqueness to the table. It's like everyone had a really negative attitude about auto-tune, but I don't think that tone applies to Travis Scott. And I mean, the sales and everything speak for themselves, and he's one of the most successful rappers right now. But I'm a big fan of, like, the auto-tune, the Houston-style production, deep, dark synths type. Oh, I love it all. It's like, 
And there's a lot of like punk references or God, I watched a video on like all of his samples from like different genres of music. He's just so extremely diverse as an artist. He literally pulls from everything. I'd highly encourage looking into like his little, uh, uh, into his samples. Okay. Okay. All right. So for me, number three, rhyming accidentally, uh, my Theodore Roosevelt spot, AKA Teddy Roosevelt, uh, shout out to, I know, no, I'm not gonna say, uh, I'm not gonna say it, cause you know, uh, what's cause you know the petty nicknames. Hmm, I don't think so. Like, um, like when people call people petty, like Petty Labelle. Oh, Petty Roosevelt. Like, yeah, Petty Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, what's gonna say? Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, my Teddy Roosevelt spot, aka the Petty Roosevelt. I have Fifty Cent. Mm. Okay, so Fifty Cent. So Ti was the man that brought me into hip hop. And rap music but then when i found out about 50 cent that's when i really fell in love with the hip-hop rap and gangster rap stuff like that so uh what's because yeah no, i didn't really get a chance to like flesh out why 50 cent was on there but you know 50 cent was uh was because it was was that guy that brought me into like in the hip-hop and then know about basically the jump start to my uh what's called to my street knowledge Yo, cause yeah, cause with Fifty Cent, I was like, I was trying to be that man. Yo, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> yo, like, Everyone was trying to be man. Mm-hmm. Yup. So uh, what's going? So yeah, so that um, what's called? And then also everybody that I have on this list, uh, what's called that I didn't mention, but everybody on this list have also made a name for themselves outside of music. So cause like yeah, so Meek Mill with the you know the Justice Reform. And uh, what's called it now? He's getting into like he's the he's a co-owner in Liz and stuff now in that business aspect. Ti, of course, in almost everything, move like movies, TV shows, podcasts, uh, like a whole bunch of stuff. Activism. Yeah, every artist we've mentioned has been active in something other than just their own music. Yeah, yeah and that's also a, a reason that. Well, uh, what's because I didn't put on there, but you know, Fifty Cent. He's also uh, what's called you know the business. Like the business moves, he everything. Even though he's trolling, he's doing all that. It's tied to business somehow. He's trolling on the internet. It's tied to business somehow. And it's just like you know the vitamin water deal. Uh, like yeah, the vitamin water deal. And he was like, yo, he was like, listen, he was like, outside of music, the vitamin water deal. And then even now, he's doing TV shows. He has power. He has some uh, show coming up on ABC. You know, all all of that stuff, everything that he does. He's just like a hustler. Like the hustle in him is what man, fifty same has two video games. Wow. He does. Dang. He has two video games. I forgot about those. When did those even come out, man? It's been a But uh fifty cent bulletproof came out during the PS two era and then fifty cent blood on the sand came out in the PS three and three sixty era. I don't remember the second one too well. It's been too long. Yeah. I had it though. I remember that. But yeah, no, Fifty Cent got two video games. Yo, it's like he's always been about like his business. Like, he's always been branching out. Yeah. Yeah, like business and all that, and like one of the quotes from one of his songs too, like "I'll step on grapes, put it in water, and tell you it's wine." He's like, yeah, he can't. Yeah, I think the exact quote is, "I'm uh, what's cause it? I'm a hustler. I can sell anything. I know how to grind. Step on grapes, put it in water, and tell you it's wine." Mm. I was like, ooh. So yeah, this and plus like you know, outside of you know, make me fall in love with hip hop and rap and all that other kind of stuff, the hustle and business aspect of it 
Uh, so yeah, so that. All right, Adam. In my Teddy Roosevelt spot, I've got Michi Darko from the Flatbush Zombies. Uh, this one's just more kind of a fun one because that guy, he's he's really crazy. He's also from from Brooklyn, so I've got three Brooklyn guys on my Mount Rushmore and one Atlanta, but it's okay. Talk about one of the most unique voices in hip-hop. I mean, Michi Darko, he's got a crazy deep voice. He sounds like what the devil would sound like, but it's, it's I don't know, it, it definitely grabs you. A lot of people, I think that's what grabs them when they hear Flatbush Zombie songs. Um, but even though he's got this crazy voice and the Flatbush Zombies, you know, have wild and crazy subject matter they they never sacrifice you know lyricism and artistry at the same time they're always making sure that what they're saying is true to themselves and also that you know it's it's lyrically you know like deep and interesting and 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 impressive and so i mean michi darko's got this crazy voice he could do he could just while out do whatever he wants you know just be doesn't have to get all deep introspective and and do all this crazy lyricism to get people to listen to him but he knows he has that voice and he'll put himself on a platform where oh i can draw people in with my unique style and unique voice and still show them what real hip-hop is and so that's why i like uh, michi darko it's a good one third spot man theodore it's gonna have to be denzel curry okay denzel curry is hard man and I don't know too much about him. I don't know a lot about his background, but I threw him on there because, I mean, <clears throat> dude, the past month and a half, I've been blasting every album. I'm kind of late on the wave, but, like, I've been listening to... He has this album, 32 Zell, that is absolutely insane. <clears throat> I think he is one of the best freestylers out of all the new rappers right now. I feel like he could go for anyone's head, honestly. He can freestyle, he can write, and I mean, one of the projects he said that he spent the most time on, it was, uh, God, uh, his most recent one, um, I'm pulling it up right now, it, uh, I think it's Taboo, yeah, Taboo is nuts, lots of hidden entendres about, like, the struggles of, like, being in the spotlight and how it, like, affects him and, like, his family and his friends, just, like, really weird and interesting perspectives that you don't hear about, but he's still able to make it pop and portray those perspectives in a way that make it relevant for how hip-hop sounds now. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, shout-out to Denzel Curry, because uh, uh, you know the song Ricky? Yes. Yeah, like that. Uh, what's called, like, there's a line in there that, I, like, in the hook. I was like, that is so true. But we'll touch on that later. Yeah. All right. And the final spot... The Lincoln. Yeah, the Abraham Lincoln for me is Andre 3000. Yeah. Ooh. All right, so while he's on it, because that man kills every feature. Mm-hmm. Like, T.I., like, uh, what's called it? The song he did with T.I., T.I. even was came sorry? out. Sorry? Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah, now T.I. even came out and said, man, he like, Andre killed me on my own song. He like, Three Stacks <laughs> bodied me on my own song. The same thing, uh, what's called it? That song, he he has a song with Rick Ross, can't remember the name of it. 16? Yeah, 16. <laughs> hey, uh, what's up? Thank you. Uh, yeah, 16, bodied that one. Ooh. International Players Anthem, bodied. He's got the song with Future. Yeah, Future, bodied. And the crazy thing is, all the songs I'm naming aren't even his songs. I know. 
Oh, man. It's crazy. It's like Frank Ocean songs, too. Yeah, Pink Matter. Yeah, and uh, whichever one that is on Blonde. Solo. Solo. Reprise. Yeah, right. And then, so, like, he... All right, Andre 3000, he crawled and walked so everybody in Atlanta could run. Because you see mm. the way, like, rappers are dressing with, like, the... Like, with the leather and the tight clothes and, you know, or just, like, weird in general. You can... Trace Dude, that Outcast back to been dressing like that. Yeah, you could trace that back to Outcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, what man? What else? Right, he's the like Andre Three Thousand is one of like the most vivid storytellers, and in, in my opinion, and a great voice. Yeah, and a great voice, and he's and to me at least, he's going down as one of the top lyricists of all time. He took he took dopamine and flipped it three ways in the same in the same line. Yeah. Like by the, cause uh, what's cause and uh, yeah, it was sorry, and mm-hmm. he said uh, yeah, he said by the time that dope wear off, you feel stupid, she feel lost. That's that dopamine. I mean, dope. I mean, I was like, I like yo, just flipping yo, it's crazy. Uh, so yeah, Andre three thousand man, he's that he's the Abe Lincoln spot for me, mm. because Adam pretty Good much t- like touched on the rest of it. In my Abraham Lincoln spot, I've got. Another Brooklyn cat, Joey Badass, um, who is currently my favorite MC, and you know probably will remain that way. He's 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 really good. What Joey Badass did for hip hop, I mean, every music genre is going to evolve, and so hip hop kind of straight, you know, it evolves from its '90s boom bap era, as it's called, where it's just like simple, not simple, but like pretty, not too complex beats, and then just great lyricism and lyrics over it, and. With his introductory mixtape or album, he brought that style back. Not that it had completely disappeared, but it certainly was in the hospital on life support. And he brought that back. And everyone kind of, and he brought his whole crew doing the same thing. It was all these guys from Brooklyn, or at least New York, just with incredible lyrics. A whole crew that way. Not just one guy, a whole group of people with incredible lyrics, incredible personalities. But not, but they were their own thing. And he was the leader of that. But even though he started that kind of movement, he didn't stick with it. He didn't become, oh, I'm the 90s nostalgia guy. With every project he releases, he grows, but he doesn't lose his lyricism. He adapts with the changing sounds of hip-hop, and he changes his subject matter and his material, but he keeps true to still being you know, conscious, introspective, and keeping tight lyricism. And uh, and he's from Brooklyn. So yeah, that's that's my Lincoln spot, Joey Badass. So I got three Brooklyn cats and and one Atlanta. Okay, who's who is your Abraham Lincoln, Andrew? Kanye West. Listen, man, everyone's hating on Kanye West. The old, and I the get old Testament it. of yeah. Kanye West. Yeah, the old, I like exactly. The Let old me just, Testament. <laughs> the Old Testament of Kanye West. Yeah, one hundred percent. I've I don't know. Being a college student now, he talks a lot of very valid subjects and everything in college dropout, late registration about how, I don't know, a lot of kids are just sort of like, I don't know. He talks about his whole opinion on college and everything, and I just think he has a lot to say. And I honestly love his music, and I can't deny the amount of influence, because other than the rappers I have on my Mount Rushmore, I mean, almost all of my favorite rappers have a Kanye West influence, or they're like, oh yeah, that guy, he inspired me to rap. Yeah, Kanye West has a 
big influence. And his discography is insane. Even though you have like whatever he put out this year, and then you have like Yeezus, which I'm personally not the biggest fan of. But nonetheless, in Yeezus, he did have a lot of like weird introspective things that he talked about, which I'm a big fan of. I'm all for the weird introspective crazy talk. But yeah, man, if you look at his discography and the influence, like college dropout, graduation, 808s had, like it's absolutely insane. Like he's definitely left a mark, but he's just one of my favorites for sure. All right, hold on. Uh, what's the one thing I want to bring up about uh, Kanye West? Uh, which, uh, which Kanye West album came out in 07? Graduation. Yeah. What song was Kanye talking about? Like when he was done recording it, he's like, man, when I release this, it's happening. And he dropped. The, what single was it that he dropped that made him pop off? Wasn't Stronger? I Can't Tell Me Nothing? No, I can't remember, man. I can't remember if it was like an early album. I See, I'm looking at Jesus the track. Walks. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Sorry to interrupt, boys, but we got to move on.